Good morning, and welcome to Drawing the Morning. This is Stuart McClellan, the pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street on Route 36, the Columbia Park section of Altoona. We hope that this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled, Sweet, Sweet Spirit. Chicago. He had come to America with great hope, and now discouragement had taken the place of hope. The only work he could get was with a pick and shovel. His pay was so small that he could barely support his wife and three children. They were compelled to live in a crowded tenement, which was just as bad as the hut they lived in in Italy. 
They had not been to church in months, for they were ashamed of their clothing and embarrassed because they had no money for the offerings. Each day, Ben went to work with a heart full of resentment and anger. One morning at work, everything seemed to go wrong. After one particularly bad break, he threw down his shovel and let go with a torrent of curses and profanity. Working with Ben was another laborer named Joseph. Joseph was having just a hard time financially as Ben, but he was a born-again Christian. When Joe heard the curses, he winced because it always hurt him to hear his Savior's name used profoundly. In a low voice, he said to Ben, Why do you insult the Savior by taking his name in vain? Ben stared at Joe in amazement. Why, what do you mean? I only let off a little steam. I'm in great trouble. Things are bad for me, so I get mad. What is the harm that I swear a little? Ben, said Joe, if you love the Lord Jesus like I do, you would never take his name upon your lips except to praise him or to tell others about him. If you knew the Lord Jesus your Savior, he would help you with your problems. I get no more pay than you do, but God helps me to get along and to be happy every day in serving him. They had to get back to work, but that night, Ben lay awake and thought about how happy Joe always was, how hard he worked, and how kind he was. He had wondered why Joe was different, and now he knew. The next morning, Joe gave Ben a copy of the New Testament. Take it home. Read it with your wife. Then get down on your knees and ask God to forgive you and to save you. At supper that night, Ben told his wife and children about Joe and his life of faith. They began to read the little book, and with Joe's guidance, they began to understand the message of salvation. Eventually, the whole family accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior, and Ben set out to win his father and mothers and brothers to the Lord. It took several years, but he finally won them all. On a Sunday morning in January 1925, they all went to their little church. They filled three pews. It was the beginning of wonderful things for the whole family. They would have heard it if they hadn't been for the witness of Joe. Truly, Joe was a missionary on his construction job. When he won Ben to the Lord, Ben became a missionary to his own family. They, in turn, are missionaries to their co-workers, friends, and family. It is a chain reaction that will never end. If you know the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior, it is because someone told you about the Lord. Now it is your responsibility to pass it on. Listen now as Scott DeLosier sings his beautiful song, Let Them See You. Take away the melodies Take away the songs I sing Take away all the lines And all the songs you let me write Does the man I am today Say the words you need to say Let them see you in me. Let them hear you when I speak. Let them feel. 
by without your grace Another smile, another face Another breath, a grain of sand Passing quickly through your hands I give my life an offering Take it all, take everything Let them see you in me. Let them hear you when I speak. Let them feel you when I sing. Let them see you. Just let them see you. Sing a simple melody that I breathe in here more than a song in me, in me. You are listed during the morning, which is presented each Sunday at the same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We pray that as you listen to our broadcast this morning that you are encouraged and that you and your family are getting ready to attend a good Bible teaching Sunday school and church. If you don't have a church of your own to attend, we invite you to join us today for our services. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30. Here we have many classes for the various age groups. We also have a supervised nursery for little ones for all of our services. Then at 1045, we all gather in the main auditorium for our morning worship service. Then at 645, we begin our closing service of the day, our evening fellowship hour. It is important that Christians gather together to study.
study God's Word. We trust that you'll join us as we close out the day with a message entitled, The Books. Listen now as Randy Bickle plays for us the piano this beautiful song entitled, No, Not One. Listen to this testimony of a Christian. Maybe it is someone you know, or maybe it is even true of yourself. I'm a gambler. Yes, I'm a gambler. Oh, not the kind that frequents places behind closed doors or in some secluded spot or in the back room of some nightclub. It's not that kind of gambler. Nor do I play the ponies or bet on sporting events. Such gambling as that is, is peanuts compared to the gambling I do. You see, I gamble with the things of the Lord at stake. I am betting that I can live a life of do-nothing and indifference, a life of neglect of those things that are of God, and not have to pay the price. I am gambling with the souls of my children at the stake. I am betting their souls by letting them miss Bible study and worship services. Although I neither live righteously nor influence them toward righteousness, I am betting their souls on the hope that they will have wisdom enough to guide their own lives under the Lord. I am betting I could remain indifferent to the teachings of the Bible on my responsibilities, that I can fail to give as prospered and that Christ will bless me eternally. I am betting I can have a nonchalant attitude toward the lost about me and still please God. Yes, I'm a gambler, the most reckless type. I'm gambling against the impossible odds with my rewards in heaven and the souls of my children at stake for. You see, that is a testimony of a lukewarm Christian. It is our prayer that this testimony is not true of you this morning. 
Listen now as John and Penny Harris sing this beautiful song entitled Heavenly Love. Oh, 
Once again, this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, our doors will be open here at the Altoona Bible Church. Time now for our Bible study portion for our broadcast. And this morning, the topic of our Bible study is rightly dividing the word of truth, standing versus state. Ephesians chapter 5, verse number 8. For you were sometimes darkness, but now you were light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. There is a spiritual truth that many believers do not comprehend, or they do not appreciate, nor do they fully grasp this wonderful spiritual truth. It is the spiritual truth of the believer's standing, the believer's position, versus the believer's state or the believer's walk. A distinction of critical significance is the understanding of the differences between the believer's standing and the believer's state. A failure to see this distinction can cause real spiritual confusion and potentially real spiritual harm to believers. A clear demonstration of the distinction between the believer's standing and the believer's state is clearly established by the comparing of the following Bible verses. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 1 and verse 2. Paul called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God and Sophonies our brother. Under the church of God, which is accord to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, with all that in every place call upon the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, both theirs and ours. And compare that to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 through verse 3. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are you able. For you are yet carnal. For where there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are you not carnal and walk as men? The Corinthians had been saved by the grace of God. They were sanctified in Christ Jesus, even called saints, but their walk was no different than unsaved, unregenerated man. How can you explain this? Because there's an absolute difference between positional and practical truth, between the believer's position and the walk of a believer. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. Chapter 5, verse 8. For you were sometimes darkness, but now ye are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Both Ephesians 4.1 and Ephesians 5.8 demonstrate this spiritual nugget of truth. The believer's standing is how God sees the believer in Christ. It is the believer's position in Christ. The believer's state is his walk. It is how God sees the believer living and walking in the Lord Jesus Christ. And what about the believer's position? The position of the believers in Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. As believers, we are taken out of in Adam, the first Adam, and are identified and have union with the Lord Jesus Christ, the last Adam. This position is not achieved by good works, but we are identified with Christ at the moment of our salvation. And what blessed words, in Christ, in Christ, in Him. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all the spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ. The spiritual blessings are at the moment of our salvation because of our position in the Lord Jesus Christ. Our spiritual blessings do not contain the conditional word if, but rather God has already blessed us 
the words half blessed is the aorist tense, the active voice. The aorist tense speaks of completed action, point in time, and the active voice means the subject of the sentence produces the action of the verb. The subject of the sentence is God. The spiritual blessings in the dispensation of grace are not based upon a believer's faithfulness, but rather upon the grace of God. God is the one who did the blessings. This is something that the believer cannot produce. He only can be the recipient of these spiritual blessings. God does not bless the believer because of what they did or can do, but blesses all believers because of Christ. We are positionally in Christ. We are blessed because of that in Christ position. Some of the spiritual blessings of our in Christ position include justification, redemption, reconciliation, We've been baptized into the death and the burial and the resurrection of Christ. Romans chapter 6, verse 3 and 4. Positional sanctification. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 2. We've been accepted in the beloved. Ephesians 1, 6. Adoption. We are seated in the heavenly places in Christ. We've obtained an inheritance. We have peace with God, Romans chapter 5, verse 1, therefore being justified by faith that we have peace with God. We've been sealed with the Holy Spirit. We have access to God. We've been delivered from the wrath to come. God has an inheritance us. These are just some of the spiritual blessings. Spiritual blessings are a result of our union with Christ. They are given to us at the moment of salvation. Colossians chapter 2 verse 10 and you're complete in him which is the head of all principality and power according to Colossians 2 10 we are complete in Christ and the word complete means to fill up to fill full it is impossible to add anything to our position to make it more complete this position is perfect it's unchangeable and needs no improvement and it's instantaneous Therefore, the understanding of our complete and perfect position in Christ teaches and should give believers eternal security in the Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 14, Romans chapter 8 verse 38 and verse 39. And next time we're going to continue the study, we'll be looking at the believer's walk, how God sees us living and walking for the Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 tells us, If our gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? The only way of salvation, the only way, is to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. The very essence of the gospel is Christ came into the world, he died for you, for your sins, and that by simple faith alone, not simple faith in religious activity, but simple faith alone, he will save you. Won't you trust him, believe him right now, right where you're at? And for us who are saved, we have an in Christ position. God has blessed us, and we need to understand that, and we need to be living for God. been listening to Join the Morning from the Altoona Bible Church. 
we trust that you've received real spiritual blessing from this broadcast. It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Stuart McClellan wishing you God's best for now and for eternity. Jesus is